What does it feel like to have a friendship that you absolutely 110% know is based on truth? Mm. You don't ever have to doubt. You don't ever have to question. Well, today on Unbroken, we are talking about truth in friendships. Mm. Stay tuned. Do you have a not so perfect life? I mean, we may look like we have it all together, but the truth is we all have stuff. Unbroken provides a brave space where we women can take off the mask, share our secret struggles and our secrets to success. Unbroken, doing life better together. Last week, we talked about being brave and vulnerable and open in our friendships and why we need each other. And as an independent woman, that is so hard to admit that not only do I need other women, but like it's biblical. I mean, two are better than one. And and so if you are just joining us, I'm Janae. I love Jesus. Um, and I love seeing women be their best. And I have found that the only way we can do that is together. Yeah. And so that is why we are doing life better together with our God squad. And I'm so excited to have one of my people on my God squad, Dr. Shannon Crawford. I love her. If you're watching, you will see that Shannon, as I just privilegedly get, that's not even a word, but I privilegedly get to call her Shannon. Um, but she is beautiful. She is brilliant. I mean, she is like changing the world, the therapeutic world with this new um, therapy model that she has been researching for the last 10 years and practicing. It's amazing. But most of what I love about her, most of all, her love for Jesus, for sure, um, and her love for helping pe be people be their best. And so welcome, Shannon. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's my privilege. I love being a part of your God Squad. Thank you. And you're just bright and radiant. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that one of the first things that I want to share with our listeners, it, as we are talking about truth and friendships rooted in the truth, yeah. the first thing is we can't have a friendship rooted in truth if we are not willing to be real and authentic. Easier she, said than done. I know. And what <laughs> makes it easier said than done? What makes it hard, Shannon? I think the fear of loss of approval, the fear that you're going to hurt your friend. And, you know, most of the time when you're a deep friend, they tell you you're the confidant of what someone else has done. So it's really risky to be the one that's now going to hurt you. And you're going to say to somebody else, not you, but the proverbial you of like, oh, Shannon said this and hurt my feelings, misunderstood and, you know, like taken out of context. Like there's so much risk in sharing honest feedback that may not only be positive. I'm great at positive, but to give hard feedback is really hard for my personality. Oh, and that is so important to speak truth in love. Yeah. And when I'm saying speak truth in love, for some of you, you may be like, ooh, this is new to me. What does speak truth in love mean? Well, funny you should ask. There's <laughs> actually a Bible verse related to it. And I am looking at Ephesians, as I have to look at my notes, and y'all think that I'm the Bible scholar. I'm not. Ephesians 4.15. And we are 
to speak truth and love so that we can mature in the body of Christ. Yeah. So it's not speak truth in love to point the finger, to be critical, but it is to help a person mature in the body of Christ. Um, and Shannon actually spoke truth in love to me. And it was on an airplane. Um, I was kind of going through a, a very tough relationship. And I was thinking that I had the right, if you will, to be angry and hurt. And I'm not saying I didn't. But Shannon spoke some truth. And you said later, Shannon, that that was actually hard for you. So tell us more about that. Oh, my gosh. It was so hard. Um, well, one, like I love being the cheerleader. And I love being the soft mercy friend that's like, I understand you are going through something painful. But to have to say, but and, that's real <laughs> and, there's also this angle of maybe some ownership and responsibility. Um, that's really hard. And again, it's risky in a friendship of how is it going to be taken? We haven't done that before as friends. So what is that going to look like? Is it going to change the depth and the trust? Um and then also like, I'm not perfect. So it's like, you know, you're kind of adding a dimension of like, oh, and then my stuff could be pointed out. So I just think there's such a layer of vulnerability and transparency that when we go there, that can be really risky. And sometimes it's easier to just stay in the shallow and the positive. But if we're not careful, that can really um, keep us in an immature state instead of fully maturing into Christ and the nature and character that we need in order to go to our next level. So we're actually hindering our friends by not saying something in love. So trying to deliver it as, are you aware versus you are. So anytime we say a you statement, it tends to evoke shame. So I just tried to pray first and then invite curiosity about a topic. Instead of saying, you are this, have you recognized this about yourself? Do you realize you do this? All of those statements are leading into somebody more likely getting defensive and offended instead of creating a curiosity of, I'm wondering if you've noticed. I'm curious if you've had feedback about this. And then now that it softens and people can kind of sit with that differently. So what I'm hearing even before being curious, I heard you say you cared about my heart. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Shannon and I, we do have history as friends. Mm -hmm. We've had some bumps along the road, but yep. guess what? We're still here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not only are we still here, I consider Shannon one of my like inner, inner, inner circles because I do know she cares about my heart. Yeah. And sure. I just want to be honest about a mistake that I have made. Um, I mentioned that I recently moved to a new town mm -hmm. and I'm a warm, bubbly personality. And I also tend to be very direct. Uh, <laughs> and I want everyone to just be their best, including myself. But what I am learning, present tense, because I've had to say a lot of I'm sorry's, what I'm learning is you really have to have that heart connection to be able to speak truth in love. So, and I think sometimes that's why Christians get a bad rap, mm -hmm. it's because, at least in my own life. I've been quick to point out what's wrong, what's not working, maybe without that heart piece. Your thoughts on that? 
Oh my gosh, absolutely. So there's like a spectrum, right? On one side, there's the people pleaser, codependent. We want everybody to like us so we don't speak the truth. And then on the other end, there's those that are a little bit more forward and they're like, well, you know, being a friend means I'm telling you the truth. I say it as it is. I call it as, you know, and that's not necessarily healthy either, because if I'm not posturing myself with humility of going, Lord, search my heart, what's the motivation of my heart? Am I being careful with my delivery? Am I really fostering a Holy Spirit moment? Or am I just off the cuff? I recognize something, I have high discernment, and I see an issue in their life, and I'm just saying it carelessly. We can do a lot of damage and stab somebody in the heart, and we're not even aware of the impact. And there's this elegant space in the middle of really humbling myself, empathizing, and then trying to deliver in a way that most likely can foster a heart connection that Holy Spirit can build on and grow on. Even for unbelievers, I've had a lot of uh, situations to speak truth in love to unbelievers. And I've seen like, you know, this moment where even people with narcissism are like, oh, wow, I didn't know that about myself. Thank you for sharing that. When normally that feedback would never get through, but the amount of love and prayer and investment that we give a relationship, the more equity that you have the right to now be able to speak in. And I think it's so important, the tone and the way we say things. Yeah. Recently at a situation where, and first of all, don't ever have these conversations in a public space. <laughs> we were in a public space and the situation just presented itself. And I just did like verbal vomit of questions. Mm -hmm. And I really was curious. However, because we were under a time constraint, I was trying to keep it on point and focused. And as I reflected on that situation, that conversation, I was like, Janae, you did not come across curious at all. And it can sound condemning. And I ended up doing an apology, you know, and calling that person one-on-one. But I think it's just so important how we say things. Oh gosh, it's everything. I mean, over 70% of communication is the nonverbal of the tone, the eye contact, body language, the pauses, um, the posture of the heart really does come across even on the phone or on text message. Like people can intuitively feel the amount of investment in my heart versus just being right and giving feedback. And be careful because when we don't actually process it for ourselves, we're very susceptible to projecting. And so you'll see that a lot where if somebody hasn't really dealt with a wound, a lot of times they see it in everyone else around them and they call it out because it's something I've judged in myself and I have like, oh, I won't do that. Right. So I deny it myself, but then I end up being critical and judgmental of others. And I see it everywhere because I'm not actually dealing with it myself. And many times the Lord will bring people into our life who have that on purpose because he's trying to bring it into your awareness. If you're seeing something consistently, he might be trying to highlight to you. Why do you keep seeing that in others with judgment versus Versus seeing it in others with mercy. And that's how you know if it's resolved or not. If it's critical and you're like, oh, that person is narcissist, they're judgmental, they're you know lazy, they're not doing blah, blah, versus, oh man, my heart is grieved. I care for this person. And with mercy, I can see that in them. And now I'm going to take it with intercession and ask the Holy Spirit the right time and the right delivery to bring it to their awareness if he even asked me to do that or if I just stay in a posture of prayer. If we are going to have a God squad based on the truth, that means you have to be real and authentic. And if you've been listening to Dr. Shannon Crawford, this girl is a smart whippersnapper. 
Literally, um, when I have been around you, Shannon, there are times that I have felt inferior. Nothing you have done, nothing at all. Um, it is just because of my own insecurities. And I've looked at Shannon. I'm like, she's so pretty. She has, you know, got it all together. She's working on a book. She's like coming up with this therapeutic model that is going to change literally the mental health space. Um, and so I have felt insecure around you. And what's so interesting is that last week in my women's group, so I'm doing a, an in-person unbroken group. We're piloting it right now. Um, one of the girl, I know it's so fun, but one of the girls said, Janae, I was so intimidated by you. You can throw out scripture. You've got this perfect, you know, outfit, the perfect family, which I'm far from perfect. But I share that, Shannon, with you because it was so interesting to hear how people see me that way. And yet I see others that way. Mm-hmm. And how do we lean into that versus just letting insecurity get a hold of us and disrupt the friendship? Right. Gosh. And I, I mean, gosh, we've never talked about this. This is literally our <laughs> first time, but I've been totally intimidated by you. I mean, wow. Yeah. You are multifaceted media mogul. You know, all the people you talk to networks and get your stuff on TV. And so absolutely. And you look like you're 25. <laughs> like, <laughs> What in the non-aging is happening with her genetics right now? <laughs> um, so yes, I have absolutely felt that way about you. I think one I think it's a strategy of the enemy because once we start into comparison, we were naturally in the flesh at that moment. I'm not actually seeing them through the father's heart. I'm seeing them now as competition and an orphan mindset is there's not enough for me and for you. So this one up thing that happens where it's like, am I ranking higher or lower than the people around me just lets us know that's an unhealed part of our soul that's still accidentally operating based on the flesh. And the flesh is looking for identity and security and belonging and where do I fit? And and as an orphan, emotionally, that part of me wants to know, am I smart enough? Am I good enough? All of those questions are being asked. And so when we're around somebody who's got it, quote unquote, all together, at least on the outside, then that can feel really threatening to that part of us. And the enemy uses little foxes to try to spoil the vine, right? Like these little thoughts, not literal foxes, right? Little thoughts (laughs) will creep in of comparison, emotions, feeling icky. All of a sudden you don't like them. You don't want to hang out with them. Check your own heart. Check. Is it because I feel less than, or is it like genuinely the Lord's giving you a conviction not to let someone in your inner circle because they're gossiping and putting you down? Like that's a different dynamic than every time I hang out with her, I just kind of don't feel very good about myself. Is that actually her Or is the enemy trying to bring division in a relationship that otherwise would build the kingdom? Like, I think Janae and my friendship builds the kingdom. This is a fantastic friendship. She sharpens me. Um, She has spoken truth into my life. But you can see how even in different points in our friendship, there's been these little moments of disconnect. And it would be very easy for the enemy to bring division when actually it is a healthy friendship. And one of the ways you can know is how much spiritual warfare a friendship goes through is the ones you should probably hang on to more. And the ones that your soul is like, but I need her approval. I need to fit in. I need to have them like me and accept me and blanc. Then, you know, that's actually probably a more codependent and meshed type of friendship. 
And so you want to start discerning the fruit of what is it bringing up in me? Do I feel icky? Okay, now unpack that. Is that coming because my soul is unhealthy? Or is that because I'm discerning some spiritual warfare and the enemy is trying to bring division? And now I'm going to do the opposite of what the enemy was trying to get me to do. He was trying to get me to distance, to compare, to ruminate, to look for offense, to justify why I don't like her and I don't need to hang out with her anymore. Instead going, okay, I bless her. I honor her. I champion her. I pray for her. So even today I can say, Janae, you have done that. I had no idea you've ever had those thoughts. We've never talked about that. Um, but you are one of my biggest champions and you're constantly lifting up the desire of my heart to be married and to have a little TV show one day. But I mean, that means you're doing that, right? Like where the enemy would try to bring comparison. You're like, I'm operating out of the opposite. I'm going to bless you, pray for you, build you up. And that endears my heart towards you. And it's knitting us together versus the division of when we're jealous, we tend not to compliment. We tend to not want to lift them up and celebrate them. And we're kind of quiet and like thinking, oh God, how much is she going to talk about herself? You know, we get kind of judgmental and critical instead of becoming the biggest cheerleader in the God squad for that sister. Like God squad, it sounds fun. Um, I even got some pink pom-poms. I know I'm going to annoy some of y'all, but it's so fun. Um, But, you know, as much as it sounds fun, I don't think we always talk about this truth and love part. Yeah. yeah. And I just also want to challenge you guys who are listening, encourage you, not really challenge, but encourage you all who are listening and you're like, they speak a lot of God talk and I am nowhere near where they are. Mm -hmm. Ladies. Okay. First of all, I literally had to get out my phone to find my scripture. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Secondly, we are all in different places with the Lord and that is okay. Yeah. But I do want to be clear on my intentions with the God Squad. So I've mentioned we're building this unbroken platform and we're working on the app and we're going to have these God Squad gatherings. And I want to let you know what you're getting into. And the only requirement is that you desire to grow closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to be at a certain level. You don't have to be like, woo, I know the Bible in and out. In fact, love it if you don't, because (laughs) I guarantee you there's lots of room for all of us to grow. Yeah. And so today, as we close, I just want to kind of recap, you know, number one, you got to be real and authentic. And I shared how even with Shannon, that's hard. And secondly, in order to be real and authentic, that means sharing those things that the Lord puts on our heart Mm -hmm. in a way that really is out of concern and care. And we do that with curiosity um, and rooted in Christ. I want every woman listening to just take a moment and breathe in a sense of worthiness. That you are worthy of friendship. You're worthy to belong. And the more you feel grounded in worthiness, you'll receive better quality of friends. You'll have better discernment to recognize the people that are actually not cheering you on or are kind of critical and harsh. And maybe it's better to have some distance and not let them be your inner circle. And then worthy enough to speak love and to receive love because your identity is sealed. And then I can learn how to receive corrective on my behavior, my habits, my hangups. And so that's where I want us to breathe in and be secure in identity so then we can be receptive to feedback. If many of you are like me and you've spent a ton of time in therapy and you're changing behaviors, 
but it's just been a struggle to get to the root of some of those things. I would encourage you to check out Crawford Clinics. Um, And I can say that because each of the practitioners there truly cares about your heart. It's not just a check off the box. Let Mm -hmm. me listen. Um, And they've got this incredible tool to help you. And so I wanted to do a plug for that. So, um, and God Squad girls, thank you for listening. Shannon mentioned we do have a TV show coming soon. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And next week, we're talking about a topic y'all are going to love. So stay tuned. And thanks again for sharing Dr. Shannon Crawford, Unbroken, where we're doing life better together.